Blog Talk Radio. Saturday, March 26, 2016, and you're tuned in to our Easter edition of the Misty Show, where your premier source for fun and informative pet topics. I'm your host, Jay, and joining me once again on this highly confusing weather day is my <laughs> lovely co-host, Dee. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Don't you love we've gone through, what, three seasons so far? So. Uh, yes, we've had three kind of weather patterns move through our area. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been it's been weird because when I was out this morning, I didn't expect to be caught up in a torrential downpour. <laughs> yeah, so was I. <laughs> I, I don't know because they. The same time. Yeah, because they were saying, okay, it was supposed to be bad about this time of day. It was going to start to get bad, and it's supposed to be horrible tomorrow, but it was horrible this morning, and, like, right now it's just calm. It's just, like, not doing anything. Well, there was sunshine earlier, like, full-blown sunshine back out, and I was like, what is going on? Because it was Noah's Ark this morning, and when we were leaving out this morning, it was – um like overclassing it, I knew, I was like, it is just way too dark for this time of morning going on. And a little bit after that, the bottom dropped out. And then the sun came back out, and now it's back overcast again. So I'm not really sure what's happening. Me either. Um, So I've heard some things that it's supposed to get bad tonight. And as far as I know, I guess it's still supposed to be really bad tomorrow. I don't know. So um, it's been a confusing day in that sense. But, you know, such is our life here in this neck of the woods, this is just what we go. deal with, you know. That's if but, you don't like the weather, the saying here is if you don't like the weather, just wait a couple of minutes, it'll change. <laughs> yeah, it'll change. Like like right now, I think I think it's fairly warm, or at least it feels fairly warm in the house. You never know. And then it could be in the 40s, <laughs> like the next day. So, yeah, you never know what tomorrow's going to be. So <laughs> you never really put away any of your clothes. You always keep just a little bit of every season available. Yeah, but despite all that, we've got a sunny, upbeat show for you all today. Today, our episode is all about bunnies. So in honor of Easter, since this is our pre-Easter episode, we're going to be focusing the whole show on our furry rabbit friends. But before we get started, as usual, I want to give out the answer to yesterday's pet trivia question. Okay, and this is something I've always wondered, so it's actually a great question, you know, just for anyone who's ever wondered. Um, The question is, why are rabbits associated with Easter? Because you would just think, just what what does a rabbit have to do with Easter? Yeah, you know, I kind of went and did a little bit of of, of digging. I thought the same thing, Jay. I was like, well, what does rabbits have to do with with Easter, where did they come from? How did they get into it? Where did the whole Easter thing come from? And and how did the rabbit part get in there? You know, so so I, I kind of maybe know a little bit. I'm not sure if I know a little bit. Well, what you're talking about, but I kind of have a little bit of idea of how the Easter rabbit bunny thing came to be. 
Okay, okay. Well, we're we're going to see if you know. And I'll, it's a bonus question if you can also tell me what do chicks have to do with it? <laughs> so, like, rabbits, chicks, eggs, all that, what does that have to do with Easter? Well, so, um, I'll tell you what I found out, a little bit of what I found out about the goddess Easter. Is mm-hmm. that on the goddess Easter? The name spawned from the Saxon goddess of Easter, um, who was the goddess of the dawn and spring, and a fertility goddess who brought the end to winter, making the days longer and brighter with the passion for new life. And um, let's see, she, it had something to do with the fertility, because I can't find the area where it was in my research, but it had something to do, bunnies came into it because of of the fertility and the reproduction and and, and, and how they are able to have lots of little bunnies and um, and you probably can give us the, the exact idea of it, but they used eggs in a celebration because these were the obvious symbols of fertility with the newborn chicks, and they were a representation of new life and, and things of that nature. And during the feasts and festivals, they would use brightly colored eggs, so to speak, to um, to 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 give expression of abundance and, and, and abundance to Easter and the goddess and all of that. So I, I know a little bit around in that area, so you can give the exact definition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that was part of it, yeah, um, with the, the goddess Easter. I think I think it's actually pronounced just like Easter, but it's spelled like this sort of funny way. Yeah. And, um, and another thing, this was interesting, too. Now, this part, I, I got it off of, like, two different websites. But, like, on Wikipedia, they were also talking about how because rabbits were so fertile um, back a long time ago, they actually thought their rabbits were hermaphrodites. And they oh. thought that rabbits did not have to mate with other rabbits in order to produce their litters. And so because they thought they were hermaphrodites, they, they associated them with the Virgin Mary because they felt like female rabbits just gave birth you know, they were virgins, but they could still give birth. And so that kind of somewhat got it tied in with Easter, too, and they kind of came to be associated with that and the Trinity and all of that. Um, so that was interesting. And also the egg, it's sort of like like the chick breaking through that's also symbolic for the resurrection, you know, and everything. So that that was one angle to it. And the German people are the ones who pretty much brought all that over here with the Easter bunny and everything okay. because – over there um, during the 1700s, it was the ones who settled in Pennsylvania. They um, they believed in, well, I don't, I won't say that they really believed in it. I guess sort of like how we are with Santa Claus. They had uh, an egg-laying hare whose name was Osterhaus. So it's a rabbit who laid eggs. Yes. And the rabbit laid eggs, and much like Santa Claus, he came around to the houses of good children, and he would lay the eggs, and he would sometimes leave toys and also leave candy. Mm-hmm. So we get, we get a lot of that of the Easter Bunny from the German settlers who settled in Pennsylvania. So that sort of like all ties in and how the rabbit and eggs and chicks and stuff got tied in with Easter. Okay, okay. It's very interesting because you never really think about that. I mean, I know I, I, until I was thinking, I was like, well, how do how does rabbit? How did they get into the whole, you know, religious Christian kind of thing of 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 Easter? Because I know it's probably not in that realm, but I know it probably 
was taken, like you said, the whole breaking through and resurrection and all this whole thing. So that's why it was interesting to me to kind of like do a little research and find out. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's it's really it's a combination of pagan that got mixed in with the, the Christian tradition. So yes. it's a little bit of both of it with the, the rabbits and the hermaphrodites being associated with the Virgin Mary. That kind of ties in with the Christian part based on how they believe. But the pagan part comes in with the goddess you were talking about. I, I just saw how you actually spell her name. It's weird, though. I just had it. But I think it's still pronounced, e- oh, it's E-O-S-T-R-A or S-T-R-E I've seen on another site. Yeah, it's E-A-S-T-R-E. Okay, Omar. yeah, because see, they spell it differently on different sites. Yes, or it's O-S-T-A-R-A. Yeah, and she was a Teutonic deity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, and they also give like a little thing about how the whole, I mean, I guess it's, it's a playoff of what you were saying about the whole Easter bunny and him bringing chocolate eggs on Easter and, and the legend behind it, that the legend claims that the goddess Easter or Oster felt very bad for arriving late one spring. And let's see, and in order to help make amends for this, she decided to save the life of a poor bird whose wings had frozen in the snow. Easter made this bird her pet, and some versions of the legend even say it made the bird her lover. Not even going to touch that. (laughs) Not even going anywhere near that. Feeling compassion for the bird of hers because he no longer had the ability to fly, Easter decided to turn him into a snow hare named Lepus. She also gave him the ability to run very fast so that he could avoid hunters, and she also gave him one more special gift in remembrance of his life as a bird, Easter gave Lepus the ability to lay eggs. Not only could Lepus lay eggs, these eggs would also come out in all different colors of the rainbow. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. There was a, that one downfall to his ability. Lepus had he could only lay eggs one day each year on the day that the Festival of Easter was celebrated. Okay, so there you go. Okay, there so you Lepis. go. And then, then you reminded me of something else I read, too, regarding, like, the Easter eggs, and it was something, like, tied in with Lent. And during Lent season, you know, you couldn't eat eggs or that was, I don't know if that was one of the things you had to give up or you couldn't have them. And so as a celebration, when Easter came, I guess they would, they could eat eggs again. So they would dye them and, you know, just kind of make a celebration out of it. Yeah. So a lot of stuff there. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool, cool, cool. So I guess there's many different variations on it. Of, I mean, depending on what part of the world you come from and, and, and you know, you might have a different kind of take on it. Hmm. Well, see, there you go. So if you did not know, if you did not know the origins of how rabbits and chicks and all of that got associated with Easter, now you do know. Um, And I was going to say, if you knew all of that, you're probably one hop away from joining Mensa. So, hey, you're smart. You're smart. Okay. And if you guys want to join in today's conversation, just be sure to call us at 347-838-8313, or you can listen later in the archives at blogtalkradio.com forward slash she's a tortie. Links from information used in today's episode can be found after the show on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash missy.show44 or on our Twitter page at twitter.com forward slash Missy Show. So now on to All About Bunnies. Bunnies. 
you know what? I want to I want to read this first D before we get into it because I think this is really important and okay. this kind of ties into what we were talking about about black cat during Halloween season and how sometimes people only want to go out and get a black cat because it's Halloween. They want to use them as decoration either for their Halloween party or they just get fascinated because they're a black cat and whatever. So this um is actually an important message I'm just going to read. Um the association between rabbits and Easter means rabbits are often impulsively acquired as pets at Easter time. Unfortunately, many of these bunnies end up neglected or given up for adoption since those cute little bunnies grow up into rabbits that need as much attention and care as a dog. Rabbits can be destructive if deprived deprived of attention and appropriate toys and need to be spayed or neutered to cut down on behavioral problems and health risks. In addition, rabbits are not ideal pets for children, partly because rabbits usually do not like to be held or cuddled. Always research a potential pet thoroughly to make sure it will be a suitable companion before getting one and avoid the impulse to get a bunny for Easter. So I just thought that was important, so I just wanted to put that out there. That's very important because, you know, like you said, Certain things that come out, certain movies that come out, you know, the Dalmatian movies that were hot at one time that would come out and people would say, oh, I want to go and get a Dalmatian. And, you know, Dalmatians are cute puppies and great, you know, animals, but they're a lot of work. Any pet is a lot of work. And so mm-hmm. a lot of those, you know, animals ended up showing up around that time, a lot of them in the in the, in the the shelters and in the pounds because people kind of went out and did impulse buys and buying those animals getting caught up in the, you know, the the movie and everything. But then when Natalie set in, they were like, uh, we can't handle this. So, you know, it's great that they're tied to Easter. It's great that, you know, if you want, just take your kid to go, you know, pet a rabbit or something or go visit a rabbit, you know, in, in, in a store or something like that. But don't, unless you really have thought about this for a long period of time and done your research, don't go out and do any impulse buying because that will probably create more problems than, than you probably need for you and the rabbit. Exactly. And if you're going to go and um, research a rabbit, you know, or if you are going to adopt a rabbit or research, go to a shelter, just like how we encourage when you're getting dogs or cats. You know, a lot of rabbits are in shelters too, so why not adopt a rabbit? If you're going to end up getting one, adopt. Don't shop. Exactly. Exactly. Great. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I see that on Twitter a lot. I'll see them where they'll have, like, hashtag adopt, don't shop. So. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. So, and that's so true. I never, I, I read about that saying that, you know, a lot of rabbits, like we were saying, a lot of cats and dogs end up in shelters. But also, I think the second animal is rabbit that ends up in shelters. Mm-hmm. Yep, next yeah, to cats and dogs, animal. it is rabbit. Yeah, I think the third animal, most prevalent uh, animal in shelters is a rabbit. So mm-hmm. it's going to tell you something that a lot of people are going out there getting these animals and not realizing the care and the upkeep that that um, is required for them. So just do your research and not make it an impulse buy, especially, you know, I would say not to even try to buy a rabbit around Easter time anyway or, or go out to get your rabbit around Easter time because it, do your do your research, do your homework, and make sure you're doing it for the right reason. Exactly. I didn't know that they were as cheap to purchase as they are. Um, they say a lot of times um, what influences people, too, is their initial low cost. That they, They're yeah. usually less than $20. It's probably the cage that costs more, you know, yeah. than the rabbit itself. 
And it's probably, and you know, it's probably one of those things where you say, you know, you think about it and you're like, ah, dogs, because people know, you know, dogs is a lot of work. And, you know, you're like a cat, ah, oh, no, hey, we can get a rabbit, we can put it in a cage, and you can just, you know, but it's a lot of, you know, work that goes in to, to take care of, 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 you know, a rabbit and, and, and the things that they need. It's just like having, you know, a dog or something. You have to think about, you know, you got to get the housing for it, which, you mm-hmm. know, the cage has to be at least three to four feet long. It's wire bottom. Um, let's see. It, it, let's see. Some house rabbits are never caged, so they might be roaming free in your house. So you have to think about that, and you have to think about if you have pets, and you have to think about if you have kids and things of that nature. Um, you have to exercise the rabbit, you know. They say the house rabbit, we recommend, the house rabbit society recommends several hours per day or about 30 hours per week out of the cage. So this rabbit is out roaming around your house free. And if you have kids and if you have other pets, you've got to make sure that you're there to monitor and make sure that there's, you know, everybody's safe and everybody's okay. Um, They, you know, toys. A busy rabbit is a happy rabbit and a bunny can entertain herself for herself for hours with a simple cardboard carton, toys such as a plastic baby keys or untreated grass mat or something like that, you know, litter training, you you, you might want to try to litter box train your rabbit <laughs> or something like that. So there's a lot of work that's going to have to go into, just like you would if you brought a dog or a cat into your home that would go into having a rabbit in your home. You know, D, I didn't know that they, I, I guess this makes sense, though. I didn't know that they chewed up things as much like how a dog would. So you have to rabbit proof your house and put electrical cords and all that stuff out of their reach. Me either. I did not know that. But if you think about it, when you look at them and you're seeing them, because we, we used to have, we have them every once in a while now, but we used to have, like, families of rabbits that lived in our backyard. And, you know, they were out there. And every, well, I know they were out there feeding or whatever, but they, you know, there's some little chewers. They're out there chewing and, and doing things like that. So you got to think about it. if they're in your house and this is part of their natural, you know, behavior, they're going to chew. So if you have something out, you know, just like I guess a cat would, mm-hmm. chew, you know, on your cords and on your things of that nature. And dog, I know my dog, you know, we had to kind of get him to understand that there's certain things you touch and certain things you don't touch. But, you know, they're going to get into it too, especially because they said that most of the rabbits when they're out, because they don't want to be out in wide open spaces. They sort of hang back to the walls and things. So, you know, when you have your, your appliances and things up against the wall and the cords and different things up against the wall. So, hey, if it's in their way and they're looking, they're curious, they're probably going to try to sniff it out, chew it, smell it, you know, touch it, see what it is. Yes, so please, all electrical things or I guess even your shoes, <laughs> if you're a shoe yeah. person, you know, because yeah. we know with dogs, they, they will destroy your shoes. So if yeah. you've got any Jimmy Chews, you may not want to leave them around rapids or they will be chewed. Yeah, and you have, you know, mm-hmm. house plants that are out that could be toxic, you know, just like mm-hmm. be toxic. you might want to think about, you know, taking those away and just not even having those out or either at a level that they could get into because, you know, that would be a tragic, tragic thing if you have a rabbit and, you know, you have a plant that you don't even, maybe not yet even know that it's toxic to rabbits. So you might want to do your research and make sure that everything you have at their level is something that they, you know, can 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 interact with. They yes, can. exactly. Something that would not hurt them. Exactly. Exactly. I, um, 
I think this is also important, Dee, um, regarding if you have a household with young children. Um, yeah. On the this Pet Finder website, they were talking about how young children and rabbits don't mix. Um, it, to be exact, they say young children and rabbits do not mix, and this fact cannot be emphasized enough. Um, children are naturally loving. However, loving to a small child often means holding, cuddling, and carrying an animal around, behaviors that make most rabbits feel insecure and frightened as they would in the grasp of a predator. Many rabbits are accidentally dropped by children, resulting in broken legs and backs. That's awful. When mishandled, rabbits who scratch or bite to protect themselves are often surrendered to shelters where they may be euthanized for bad behaviors or what they interpret as bad behavior. Um, so um, make sure, you know, you're getting, um, if you have bigger children, then that might be okay. Um, it says getting children to accept responsibility is an often reported drawback of rabbit ownership and rabbits purchased to teach children responsibility are often neglected after the novelty wears off. These rabbits are often left to languish in dirty cages, food, water, and social contact until the child's parent finally relinquishes the animal to a shelter or, even worse, gives them their freedom. That's even worse. You don't want to just release an animal just outdoors like that who's just been a pet, a pet rabbit. Yeah, no. exactly. Mm-mm. Exactly. That's that, that. Sort of like setting them up for you know just cool. That's just cool um, to do that. And and you know it's it's the rabbits are cute. Uh, you know I've been been looking at actual websites that actually show rabbits for adoption, and I can see why people might be you know drawn to get them. I'm not saying that you know we're not telling you not to go out and get a rabbit, but we're just we want you to make sure that you've done all your research and that you have all of of the stuff you need to know about bringing it you know, rabbit into your house as a pet, and, and you do your homework. That's the most, and that's with any pet. You want to do your homework, but since we're talking about rabbits today, we want to make sure that you do your homework and you make sure you know that it's not just about, oh, it's a cute little rabbit. We can put it in the cage and we'll feed it and, you know, we'll take it out and play with it. We'll protect it. There's a lot of work that goes into this. It's a whole bunch of work that goes into this. Yes, because just like, Cats and I think dogs do this too. They can mark their territory so that there are just certain little hidden things that you may not know up front. So you want to research all of this because let me go over here to rabbits as roommates because <laughs> they kind of go into detail about some some of the the things that may happen. Um, let's see here. Territory is claimed and marked in several different ways some of which can be disconcerting to new owners. Mature, unneutered males spray urine, and both males and females, even those who are reliably litter box trained, may leave what many owners tactfully refer to as calling cards, which are fecal-containing anal gland secretions that relay information to other rabbits and mark territory boundaries. They also may mark their territory by rubbing objects firmly and repeatedly with their chins, that's what cats do, releasing a substance which is imperceptible to humans from a scent gland under their chin. Um, Some rabbits consider human beings their own personal property, I know cats do, and many an unsuspecting owner has been liberally marked in more ways than one. So keep that in mind. A lot of that can be cut down if if you get them spayed or neutered. So so a lot of that. So just like a cat or a dog, if you get a rabbit, you want to get them spayed or neutered. 
Definitely. Exactly. That, you know, if you're not, if you haven't done your research to know that this is a normal behavior of them, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden this happens, you're going to be like, what the what is going on? You just, you know, you just urinated on me. Wait, you know. And so if you're not aware, and then, I mean, because if, if I, I, you know, I've been pooped on by a bird before, but I know that could happen. So it's not that I'm going to break out, you know, something to try to hurt the bird because I'm, I was just the lucky person under the bird when he had to go to the restroom twice. So, <laughs> but you know, if you have a rabbit and it's all great and good, and all of a sudden, you know, bunny, I don't know how they do it, but cocks the leg and sprays you, you're going to be like, oh no, you know, or whatever, and it's just a part of their natural reaction. It's a part of what they do. So you need to make sure you're aware of all of their behavioral tendencies before you bring one into your house because I know that would just shock me to death if I didn't. (laughs) Wait a minute. What's going on? Yeah, I I wouldn't really want that to happen. So, yeah, definitely get them spayed or neutered. Um, Not saying it still couldn't, you know, because even with cats sometimes when – I guess if they feel threatened or whatever, they will still mark their territory, even if they are fixed. It still can happen. So just be aware of that. Um, yeah. And also, I, I was looking here and I thought this was interesting because we'll often hear people talk about, well, I'm a dog person, I'm a cat person. And mm-hmm. they were like, well, what's a rabbit person? And um, on this Pet Finder site, they were saying that a rabbit person is someone who enjoys observing as much as handling and who does not get overly upset at a rabbit's natural tendencies, but just chewing and digging, because that's going to come with it. That's just going to come with it. You need to know that. Yeah, and that and that's a part of it. It's just, I mean, it's just like when you get, like I'm quite sure when you, when you know, you've had a cat, and there are certain things that that cat would just do. That's just a normal thing that they're going to do. It's part of their behavior. Mm-hmm. They like to show up in their claws, and, and I would just yeah. tell anyone um, who has a cat, um, at some point, their claws are going to make contact with your furniture. You can get them scratching posts, and there are certain things you can do to try to just say, hey, this is what you scratch. Scratch the scratching post, but, I mean, at some point, sometimes they're still going to scratch your furniture, or they're going to sink their claws down into your carpet. That's yeah. part of it. It's a part of it. And, you know, with my dog, he, you know, Lord God, God bless Mr. Bullock, because he did things, but it was just, it was just a part of his, you know, he, it was so funny, but he would go because his natural thing is to bury. One of his natural thing was to bury, because I think that was a part of you know a dog that he was mixed with or whatever. He just wanted to dig and he wanted to bury. So, so he lived in the house most of the time. So he would find places when he got like a his little chew bone or something. He would want to bury it. Well, of course we don't have dirt in the house. There were some times where he would even do the motion where he would be in the corner and you're like, what is he doing? Mm-hmm. He would be over there you know, pushing away the floor with his nose and he would drop it and then he would, you know, but I'm like, there's no dirt there. There's no, you know. But he would do that motion, but then he would go and find, like, plants that had, like, you know, the artificial stuff in the bottom and he would, like, tear that out and put the <laughs> And you would think, what happened in here? And it would be because he was just burying his bone or burying his toy or something. And that was just a natural instinct for him. So it's not something that you can kind of, you know, hold him over because that's a natural behavior of he was born with that. It's not something that he, you know, it's something he does. So with the rabbit, 
that's just something they're going to do. You know. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's important, too, with um, noting that the observing part, because it, it seems like they, they're animals who may not always want to be held, so that also has to be part of it. Like if you're looking for an animal that you can just hold and love on and kind of be cuddly with, not saying you can't do that at times, but I think they, they are a bit more independent, sort of maybe like a cat at times, so they don't like to frequently be held, it sounds like. Well, because, and I think the, the, the artist is saying that it, it reminds them of being, you know, prey. Mm-hmm. How take them. So I wouldn't want to be held if I thought they were, you were taking me off to eat me. So I would, you know, want to smack you and bite you too. So, exactly, you exactly. Know, so you will get that that behavior from them if you you might pick them up to hold them and cuddle them, and they will, in their mind, they're thinking, oh, I'm taken away to be eaten, and so they're going to defend themselves naturally. But you're thinking, oh, I'm going to hug you and cuddle you, and then I'll scratch you or bite you, and you're like, oh, what's wrong? Or this, you know, we can't, this thing has behavioral problems. No, it's just, it, it's behaving the way it's supposed to behave in that situation. So research, research, homework, homework, understand what you're getting, what their behavior, natural behaviors are, so that you will be aware when that is was exhibited in your home and to you. Yes, and, and to, to put some of their good points up front before we close, yes. rabbits are social and gentle, um, they are social and with gentle handling. They're gen- generally quite tame. They're playful and entertaining to watch. Um, they often form very close bonds with their owners, and they can be litter box trained. So that is a very positive thing. So keep that in mind. Just like cats, they can be litter box trained. So there are a lot of good reasons, but just make sure you do your homework. But we will post all of our um, research on our social media pages, and this episode went by very quick. Yes, it did. <laughs> Great show, great information, everybody. Yes, and we want to thank you guys for listening once again, and we hope you all have a happy, safe, and wonderful Easter, and just be sure to join us next week. We don't have our topic yet, but we'll have it by that time. So just um, have a great weekend, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next weekend. Bye. Bye.